<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben. And Indigo. <laughs> I almost forgot. Like, it's been a minute. Yeah. He is. I almost a, forgot what the intro is. Yeah. We had a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. All kinds of inner work and weird weird stuff going We're on. We're just lifing. Yeah, exactly. Life. We had some things we needed to take care of and took care of them and now we're back yeah also i I like how i always start the episode with like announcer voice and then just like drop it into ben voice yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like it i think it's adorable uh thank you baby welcome back to the water glue podcast (laughs) we're your hosts ben and indigo (laughs) that's mine it's not very good (laughs) I like it. I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's episode is about knowing yourself. Yes. Self-awareness, mm-hmm. self-realization. Yep. It's a very, very powerful place to be, to be, to know thyself. Absolutely. And, you know, I was, uh, I was actually thinking about a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> last night, um, yeah, I was meditating right mm. and like i had a lot of lot of uh stuff kind of come up because like i don't know i've, I've been kind of busy lately at just keeping myself busy all mm-hmm. the time yeah hadn't really been taking a lot of time to just like sit and feel through stuff mm-hmm. um last night i did i took i took a little bit of time and just like meditated and sat with myself and just see what comes up right yeah and that, that was something that uh came up a lot uh was self-awareness and self-knowledge Right. And like how, um, I don't know, the the way the message was given to me was a, a little snarky because my guides are like that sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, there, just, yeah. it, it was like this very like, kind of like smack upside the head kind of thing. Like, what the hell are you doing with all of this healing crap if you're just going to sit in like icky crap all the time? Right. You yeah. Know? You just like make shit up to be healed yeah it gets to that point yeah yes yes and it's like you know stop being so focused on like healing stuff and just know yourself better right because like even the things that might maybe need to be healed they might not be healed they might just be shadow aspects of yourself that need to be accepted embraced and loved Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i kind of had this like realization that like you know it, I've gotten a lot better with it, but in the past I used to get like really, really anxious, like a lot of social anxiety. And anytime I thought that somebody might be mad at me for something. Yeah. You were real bad with that. Yes. When we first met. Yes. Um, it's like night and day now though. You're like, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's just like, okay, you could think whatever you want. Just- yeah. That, and that's a powerful place to be. Yeah. Like when you know yourself, then you don't allow others to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's an extremely solid place to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you, you can listen to the opinions of others on who they think you might be or who they think you are. It's always interesting to hear other people's perceptions of you, of mm-hmm. who they think you are. But when you know yourself, then when one comes along that kind of like triggers you or, or, uh, maybe touches a wound or dives into your shadow, you can just be like, mm, I understand that perspective maybe, yeah. uh, but I don't agree with it. I right. don't think that's who I am. I don't align with that. It doesn't resonate, but you might want to look into that because you might be seeing an aspect of yourself in me. Right. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I re- I realized a lot of the, um, a lot of the anxiety and stuff that I felt, mm-hmm. um, was because I didn't have a very solid idea of who I was. Right. And yeah. so like, and I when would... people, especially people you trust start telling you who they think you are, you're like, Oh, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess I am that. And then you f- start be- being who other people see you as instead of yourself. Right. Exactly. And for me, it was always a matter of like confusing my sense of self-identity with other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. I've yep. done that. Yeah. yeah. And that can lead to 
some it can lead to dark places and it can also lead to cocky places mm-hmm. where you get a little too overly there's a difference between um self-acceptance and uh co- confidence and arrogance yes like when you know yourself and you have embraced and accepted yourself you're confident you're confident in who you are and that's power when you allow somebody else's uh, flattery, which could or could not be authentic, to blow your head up, you end up arrogant. Yes. And that's where there are problems. There's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. Yes. But it can also bring you down. Mm-hmm. If somebody says, oh, you're a monster, you're a horrible, horrible person, because maybe you triggered them or hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. then... If you believe that, you will start to slowly reflect that back to other people who think you're great. You mm-hmm. know, you, you got to be careful not to accept other people's perceptions of you as your own unless you know for sure. Oh, yeah, they're seeing me. I'm seen. They mm-hmm. they see who I am. Right. You know, you it that aligns with my understanding of who I am, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... um. And I, I generally tend to take the approach that if, if it comes across like someone is either looking down at me or looking up to me, I take their perception with a grain of salt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or try to level the field. If You know, yeah. it's also like when it's somebody you trust, they're more likely to be able to influence your self-image. Yes. Uh, whereas if it's a stranger, they're less likely to be able to influence your self-image. So invest wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to correct them. You could just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm a whore. <laughs> I'm a I'm a monster. I'm a terrible person. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, all the, okay, yeah, you could believe that if you want. That's fine. It's not true, but whatever. Yeah. But if, like, someone that you actually would like to have and maintain a connection with happens to see something off, then you might you might invest energy into that and be like, why do you see me that way? You yeah. know, maybe you, maybe you misunderstood. Maybe you're seeing a part of me that I can't see very clearly. Let's talk through this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I've <laughs> I've had that a few times where, like, people will bring something to my attention and I'm like, oh, shit. OK, I should work on that. Right. right. But you've also I've seen you in situations where somebody brings something to your attention and then you tore yourself apart looking for the core wound associated with that only to find that they had lied. Yes. To deflect accountability. Yep. And projection of their own stuff. Right. They were seeing themselves in you. And, you know, you have that with people who have really dove into themselves. And I'm not saying like. Uh, drown yourself in healing. Do not do that. It That's not healthy. Right. Um, but people who have really done the work and not even done the work, just people who have fully embraced their own authenticity, the people who, who know themselves and embrace who they are, they are very, very clear and polished and clean mirrors. Mm-hmm. So when a clear mirror comes in contact with somebody who does not want to look at themselves it will fall apart really quickly. Yes. Whereas when a clear mirror comes in contact with a clear mirror, they blossom and bloom and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. A beautiful connection happens. Absolutely. But if a clear mirror comes in contact with a rusty mirror Mm -hmm. or something that would like to polish itself, beautiful things happen. Yep. Miracles happen Mm -hmm. when you take somebody who has never experienced that or seen themselves or maybe saw themselves and forgot and wants to rise back up, you know, incredible things happen. New paths are paved, new ways are shown. Yep. Beautiful things. Sorry, I went a little off topic with that, but yeah, I think that's pretty felt uh, relevant. Yes. Ramble, relevant. ramble, getting back into the groove of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, we always ramble. That's true. That's it's our good. thing. Yep. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. And like, um, I don't know, like, I, I've seen, I, I've seen a lot of like weird stuff on, social media like you know the internet guru types you know oh, yeah. and like yep uh, i don't know there, there's oh there, there's this thing that i see quite often that it's like make sure you're fully healed before you blah 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 i said that once 
you know, a, yeah. a couple times actually. And it, it, that was before I realized that the healing journey never really ends. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that purification period, right after you go through the purification period of, of the, the higher initiation, mm -hmm. it feels like you're fully healed and you're like, holy shit, I'm basically Jesus. I'm <laughs> yeah. basically Buddha. And then you come back down you're like, oh, ha, whoops. Yep. <laughs> only in that space, only in the higher frequencies. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there yeah. is no fully healed as far as I know. Right. Same. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, so I'm not, I'm not like about like, um, you know, you were saying like, uh, you know, uh, a polished mirror connecting with a polished mirror. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, uh, for me, it's like, I don't really care. Um, yeah. just don't be mean about it. That, if and something that's it. happens, that's it. Like if something comes up and like there, there's like heightened emotional reactions, don't be mean. And that's the thing. Triggers happen, especially mm -hmm. when you're doing mirror work, yep. especially when you're aware of the mirror triggers happen, lash outs happen. Mm -hmm. And even like, that's the thing though. That's the key. Stay in kindness as best you can. And yep. it took me a minute to, to really get there. Cause when I was triggered, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> You know, but I finally reached the point where I just don't respond anymore. I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay, you're welcome to think that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you can get triggered and not lash out. I yes. know it's wild. <laughs> it's a wild concept. You could like not hurt people back when you get hurt. You could actually just be like, Hey, what you just said hurt me. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Or you could just walk away. I did a, a little thread on that the other day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like if I trigger you and it hurts you and I actually like have an authentic connection with you and have invested energy into you, uh, I would like to discuss it mm -hmm. because either I need to adjust how I speak to you or how I skirt around that topic mm -hmm. or we can uh, address what trigger I touched and right. work through it rather than just screaming at each other. Yeah. You know, how dare you touch this trigger you knew nothing about? Yes. Fuck you. Exactly. Like, uh, my bad. That wasn't my intention at all. Like right. my intention is never to be hurtful. Mm -hmm. It's never, I, I do not act with intent to harm. Do I know that my authentic expression might trigger people? Absolutely. Yes. And I'm okay with that. I've made peace with that. It's their responsibility to stay away from me, mm -hmm. you know, or my responsibility to walk away when I realize, Hey, I'm not compatible with this person. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, ramble, ramble, babble, babble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just, um, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. Like, you know, not, um, not taking a second. Like practice the pause. Yes. Like I've, I've kind of like done that since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I don't know, like I used to have like a really bad temper when I was a kid and it, I didn't like it. I don't like being angry. And I feel like you were born an old man and you're just getting younger. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that sounds accurate. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, um, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard for me to remember that not everybody does that. Like, you know, like, like, like if, uh, if you, if you and I are having a, a, a conversation about something difficult and like one of us gets triggered, we're just like, I need a second to calm down. Yeah. And yeah. we step away and then cool off and make sure that like our triggers aren't talking. And for, <laughs> before we continue for the other conversation. couples that are listening to this, that are doing work together, like, yes. He, he says, I need to take a minute. And he goes and takes a minute. And I go in my room and I basically like scream into my pillow. I'm like, no fucking talk to me now. No, you talk to me. You know, I don't say it to him, but you know, cause you, that happens in disagreements and arguments where, where no, I need a minute, but you're like, no, nah, we were going to have this conversation right fucking now. No, I always honor his need for space every mm -hmm. single time, even if I don't want to. Yeah. Like I never pull the whole, no, you're going to talk to me now card or whatever. I just go, I let him go his way. I go my way and I bitch and I moan to myself and I cuss <laughs> him out in my head. But I also know that it's all me, mm -hmm. you know, anyway, yeah. just, just practicing the pause is so important, especially if you're doing this kind of stuff or even in just a regular relationship, like yeah. practice the pause when you're triggered. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And like, I, I, for, for me, it's like, I've, um, uh, <laughs> 
I became very familiar with my mental landscape from a very early age. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. Um, I would be like sitting in like introspective, basically meditation, like at like six years old and right. stuff. And so I, I was like, I know how my brain works most of the time, and I also know that when I get triggered or angry, my brain gets mean. It, yeah, oh yeah, it comes yeah. up with some nasty mean shit, and yeah. like I I know better than to believe it. I'm just like. Okay, keep ranting for a little bit. Let me know when you've calmed down and we can figure out what's actually bothering you. Right, exactly. And that's that's why I take a minute is because I can feel my brain starting to like try to come try up. to start some shit. Yeah. That isn't even true. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, same. Mm-hmm. Like back before I healed having that whole like sub personality thing. Yeah. Boy, that sub personality would come up and it would be like, very convincing for for reasons that I was justified in being angry and justified in lashing out. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking back, I'm like, wow, I put myself through so much bull- unnecessary bullshit because I convinced myself that my triggers were valid mm-hmm. and that which they are, but that my lashing out was justified. And yes. that's that's where you need to catch yourself mm-hmm. when you when you find yourself justifying doing harm as a result of being triggered, mm-hmm. that is a very good indication that you're pushing something down and avoiding looking at the trigger. It means that there's a very painful core wound hidden behind that trigger. Yes. yes. If you find yourself justifying doing harm, it it's a big red flag for you to mm-hmm. try to dive into that. And side note on that, like those triggers, those core wounds associated with those triggers, they hide themselves fast as fuck yeah it's like it happens in a flash Mm -hmm. like you get triggered you get like a 0.0001 flash of the core wound that it's associated with and then boom it's gone yeah and it's like damn it (laughs) i wanted to heal that so that this stops happening and it's a cycle Mm -hmm. you're gonna keep getting triggered with the same core wound until you're able to bring it up and each time it'll get easier if you move through it with awareness yeah again that circles back to self-awareness the mm-hmm. knowledge of self, when accountability, when you can take responsibility for the good and the bad, including triggers, you're you're dangerously close to to self realization, like yes. to to fully knowing yourself. Like that's a big part of it. Accountability, mm-hmm. like that person, uh, knowing that that. Uh, whoever you lashed out at didn't actually deserve it and that it's your responsibility to stop yourself from doing that when you're triggered, that's Mm self-knowledge. That's accountability. That's knowing yourself. Yep. And that's power. Yes, absolutely. And it goes with the good too. Mm -hmm. Like when you get good stuff done, (laughs) you know, when you succeed, when you overcome, when you empower self and others, Take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. You did that. Yeah. You did that. That's how powerful you are. Yes. And that was something that I always struggled with. You, you were know. quick to take responsibility for the negative, but yes. and the positive you were just like, reluctant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, people would compliment me on various things, and I'd be like, oh, uh, thanks. I know that's not true, but thanks. Which but. is nuts <laughs> to me because you're, you excel, and you're an expert in many fields. <laughs> many fields. So, yeah. Like, you rock. And it's weird that you won't let people tell you that. Yeah. Well, you do now. But. Yes. It, I I still got uncomfortable with that apparently because it just did. But <laughs> I keep splashing myself in the face with my water bottle like every time I take a sip. <laughs> I wondered why you were rubbing your eyes. It's like drip, drip all up in my face. <laughs> Good God. Anyway. Anyway, I was just thinking about like, you know, I used to have like all kinds of triggers and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I still have a few, like, I, th- I think for me, like the, the biggest one that I still have is like, um, when people, do, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like, um, when people don't see who I am and they say, oh, they do. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, like they, they, they say they see me and they appreciate me. And then like, all of a sudden it's like. I'm a huge problem for yeah. whatever reason. I was just like, what, what, that's what been the a fuck? reoccurring pattern. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that that trigger that triggers me when people do that too. Because, <laughs> I mean, I I understand that people don't know you like I know you, mm-hmm. right? They don't know how far you've come, and they don't know pre healing almost you know powerful Ben. Like mm-hmm. you went from timid and insecure as fuck to like powerful and from day one not once from the day i've met you have i ever in my life ever gotten any indication of ill intent or or acting in self-interest or anything like that so like when people misinterpret that in you and they assume that you're trying to hurt them trying to trigger them trying to do harm what trying to manipulate them whatever it pisses me off (laughs) because i know with full certainty without a shadow of a doubt not even a tiny part of me like i know that you you you're incapable of acting in that way Mm -hmm. so yeah no it triggers you it triggers me too i want to punch bitches in the face for that like (laughs) yeah anyway i mean yeah i don't get like badly triggered by it anymore uh, yeah, I think largely because of a lot of exposure. Yeah, to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it still sucks, you know. But Girls you know, apparently don't like a guy that doesn't fight back. <laughs> it's just like okay, bye. Yeah, that's also been a recurring thing. I remember, I remember like the 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 first girlfriend I had like way back in the day. She like got like pissed at me one time because I never fought with her. And I'm just like, this is really stupid. Like, why do you want me to get into a fight with you? Right. I don't want to. There's no reason to. Yeah. It's just hurtful and pointless. Like, See, what the hell? That's a gift. Like, especially for a bratty girl. Like, I dated a guy who has Asperger's, right? Mm-hmm. And dating him was the best. Because, like, I would throw my little tantrums and he would just be like, okay, is there any way I can help? No. Just, uh, and then, okay, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right, let's go get some food. And, like, he didn't give a shit. He was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's let's move on now. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think it's great, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess some bratty girls want guys to fight. I, I, I know that, like, I remember briefly having that perspective where it's like, if you come from a home where you were uh, verbally abused, physically abused, uh, maybe were your parents weren't emotionally available, things like that. Fighting is, uh, to a person who has come from a broken home in that way, fighting is a show of love. Mm -hmm. If you fight back, if you fight with me, then from their perspective, it's you're fighting for me, which means you care, which means you love me. Right. If you don't fight with me or don't fight for me it means you don't care and you obviously don't love me mm. does that make sense yeah and it's it's a it's something within that person that needs to be addressed healed brought up and understood in that way mm-hmm. um but yeah for some girls or and probably guys too i i can only speak from the female's perspective it's like if you're not fighting with me you obviously don't care yeah basically but I know that's not the case for you. You're just different in that way. You don't want to fight. Yeah, I don't like, like it. Okay, throw your tantrum. And are we going to talk through this or are we just going to tantrum? <laughs> yeah. I mean, part, of, part of it for me, part of why I don't <laughs> like to fight is like, I know how um, I know how my emotions work. Yeah. And I can, if, if I am not careful, I can get sucked in pretty easily. Right, like, yeah. You know, if I, if I let, if I let my anger take control, which I haven't done since I was like for a long time. Yeah. Um, I know how to be very, very hurtful. Right. And I don't want to. And that's beautiful too. It's like you have the ability, but Mm -hmm. you choose not to. That's power. Yeah. Knowing yourself and everybody is that way. Mm -hmm. That was one of the revelations that really messed me up in the beginning when I first self-realized was realizing that like, I'm going to say this the best way I can to make sense because uh, I know it it immediately threw me into denial when I first had the revelation because I was like, holy fuck, this is fucked up. Um, The evil you see in the world that you believe is the evil you are capable of. Like if you weren't capable of it, you wouldn't believe it exists, if that makes sense. So it's like realizing that you're capable of some pretty dark stuff 
but you choose not to act on it mm-hmm. is like that's power. Yeah. And that goes into the higher concepts that like probably mostly only people who have experienced singularity will understand what I'm talking about or people who will like we are all one, right? Mm-hmm. We're all one entity experiencing this reality from multiple perspectives, which means everything is you in a way. Mm-hmm. Um there is also each individual ego is a different expression of source, but like that person over there doing that really, really dark shit, they incarnated to do that dark shit, to have that experience so that you don't have to. Yeah. So it's really holding both perspectives, the duality perspective, the human perspective, as well as the higher perspective can get dicey when you're interacting with people who only know duality. Yeah. Because you're like, I have gratitude for that murderer so that I don't have to be a murderer because they chose to incarnate to have that experience so I don't have to. Right. But at the same time, what a dick, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's it's really messed up and it's not even messed up. It's just you can only understand it if you've had that higher perspective. And it's difficult mm-hmm. to bring people up to that. But that's, anyway, back to the point. Yes, well, uh, a slight side note, sort of a corollary of that, um, the whole like you know, uh, understanding that the 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 like evil that you see is like technically internal, right? But like, I don't know, it, it's it it gets a little weird because like I um, I don't know, it just kind of popped in my head that like denying your darkness is how you get holy wars. Yep. Yep. Like that's how you become a monster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You end up doing the very thing you claim to stand against in the name of the light because you have justified the exact same behavior they're doing. You've justified it to yourself as, but I'm doing it for good reasons. Yeah. The same way they have probably convinced themselves that they're doing it for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Holy war. Yeah. Both, both believe that they are just and right. Yeah. And they will fight each other over who is more just and who is the the one in the right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Or like, you know, like the Crusades, like the um, the Crusaders, like, uh, the Pope just decided, OK, let's just go invade, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Islamic world. Right. Just go kill people for like no fucking reason. Right. Because Jesus or something. I don't right. know. And like it, people went along with it, yeah, just because they they because they, an authority they told knew. them it wasn't just that, but like you know, it's sort of this like they knew that they were absolutely in the right that they can't be the evil one, right? So they do all of this horrible shit mm-hmm. that is the darkness that they are denying about themselves, right? And they ended up killing a bunch of innocent people who were just living their lives and minding their own business mm-hmm. because they convinced themselves that it needed to happen. Yes, you see it time and time again throughout history. It's a dark mm-hmm. cycle and it comes from denying your own darkness. Yep. You're seeing it externally where it isn't. Yeah, exactly. Like innocent people just living their lives and you went out of your way to try and do harm to them. Yep. And that that's a that's a cycle that happens on the uh, micro scale too a lot and kind of ties into what we were talking about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a lot of your uh, a lot of your triggers are are exactly that mm-hmm. you know yep like you got something going on inside of you that you that you uh don't want to look at so and you're seeing it externally in other people mm-hmm. who even when it's not there even when it's not there yep yeah and you end up becoming the bad guy because you're lashing out at people who did nothing wrong mm-hmm. but maybe touch a trigger within you right and you end up becoming and embodying the very thing you claim you were attacking them for Mm -hmm. it's wild yeah yeah that mirror moment with that monster woo wee that'll get you yeah that that'll get you when you realize that holy shit i'm the i I love that gif on twitter like are (laughs) we the baddies i don't even know what it's from but it's like a good one are we the ones in the wrong yeah Mm -hmm. if you're if you're hurting people 
based off of the story you have told yourself and no physical, I mean, you shouldn't hurt people, period. Learn to walk away. Yeah. But if you're hurting people based off of the story that you told yourself with no physical evidence that it's true mm -hmm. or bending things to make that story true rather than allowing it to be what it is, then yeah, you're the baddie. Yep. I mean, there's no good and bad, but you get what I mean. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Exactly. And that yeah. comes back to knowledge of self. Mm -hmm. Like it, when people who say they are incapable of doing harm, like I know that I am capable of doing harm. Yeah. I know I am capable of doing great harm. Mm -hmm. I choose not to. Yep. If you cannot say that you know you're, that you are capable of, darkness then you're not there yet and mm -hmm. that's okay right. but that's something to look into like we all have both we live in a dualistic reality we all have both and it's when you've integrated both that you can navigate the higher knowing and the higher reality and what people call wholeness which that's a whole other episode but <laughs> yeah. you know fractals go on into infinity but mm -hmm. uh we're all capable of darkness. Yeah. Just as we're all capable of beautiful, incredible, miraculous things in the light. Yeah. And you can only know your light to the extent that you know your darkness. Yes. Uh, the, the brightest, most powerful lights that I have ever interacted with have some deep, 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 dark paths and, and deep, 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 dark moments mm -hmm. in various forms. It doesn't always mean, you know. It's not what we would label, like what most people would label evil all the time. Right. No, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's just, just depression. Yeah. Yeah. I but, was going to say like a lot of my, a lot of my darkness has been like, um, self-judgment. Mental escapades. Yeah. I, I, but mine's mostly like self-judgment and right. like, you know, um, uh, having a problem with like believing, um, other people more than myself too much. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it comes in many forms. And that's another thing that you need to understand is every perspective is different. Mm -hmm. Like what I perceive as as what most people call evil is very different from what the collective perceives as evil. Yeah, like it's and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just based off your personal experience, personal perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something that happened like um, in philosophy uh, for, for a long time. Like, uh, ever since, like, Aristotle, philosophers were trying to, like, define, like, what is good, right? Right. And after, like, a couple thousand years, they, <laughs> they like, went through, like, all of these, like, you know, thought experiments and philosophizing and studies and, like, you know, cross-cultural examinations of, like, various um, ethical um, modalities. Right. Right. Yeah. And they realized that there's, like, no commonality about anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is no universal definition of what the highest good is. And that's where and people that's get fine. messed up. Yeah. Like we have collectively agreed upon good and bad mm -hmm. for the most part. There's like a, a balance in the middle where everybody's like, okay, murder's bad. Uh, sharing's good. Mm -hmm. You know, doing good deeds is good. Uh, whatever's bad, you know, whatever. But really, like if you go to a completely different part of the world, they're going to say, see it very differently. Mm -hmm. Like their version of evil is not the same as like a modern American Yeah. or go through time, mm -hmm. go through time, Yeah. go way, way back where like murder was normal. Yeah. 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 If you, if you want like a real eye opener, you know, read, read some Plato. Yeah. So some of the, some of the shit that was in the, the Republic. Oh my God. Horrible, horrible stuff. Right. Like basically being like, we need to do something about these slaves that keep trying to revolt because that's an affront to justice. Right. And the rich people are like, <laughs> uh, no, we can't have that. Yeah. Take them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Plato was defending slavery. Right. To say that that was, that was the, the highest good and right. justice and was the keeping time them in they their place. That. Yeah. It's freaking wild. Yeah. Bizarre. But that's the thing is like. Times change. Mm -hmm. The definition of good and evil change. By yep. the time we incarnate again, it'll probably be different again. Yep. Like, yeah. you just got to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and and that, again, circles back to knowledge of self. What is your definition of right and wrong? Do you need somebody else to define it for you? Mm -hmm. 
or do you do you have a healthy moral compass? Like, I'm not saying to go excuse really, really shitty behavior based off of, well, nothing, everything is always as it is and nothing is evil and nothing is good. So I'm going to go do all this really fucked up shit to somebody. No, that says a lot about you Mm -hmm. and nothing about them. You enjoy hurting people. That's cool. Just do it over there. Yeah. Like, what is your, do you need somebody to tell you to stop? Or just go find a masochist. Yeah, you know? go find somebody, <laughs> somebody who enjoys being shit all over. Yeah, like yeah, do it to somebody who is consenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel I don't know. Like for the longest time, I truly believe that we did not need a structured government or rules. So ma- I know we don't need so many laws, but yeah. for the longest time, I was like, no. I, I, I refuse to accept that the average human would intentionally harm another average human if there were no laws. I refuse to accept that their first thought would be, I'm going to go hurt somebody because I won't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. I refuse to accept that for a long time. And I'm realizing I may have been wrong about that, that there are people in this world who would do that. See, my first thought is, fuck yeah, no taxes. <laughs> I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. I could spend my money on better things, mm-hmm. you know. I could probably afford to start like a huge commune for all my hippie friends and, you know, yeah. whatever that, because at the time I didn't realize that there actually are people in this world who hurt people for fun, mm-hmm. you know, without consent. Like I know that there's sadist maskis, like obviously yeah. like have fun, have at it, but yeah, it, it never even occurred to me that there are people who in a lawless world would choose to have fun by hurting people, mm-hmm. innocent people. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of was familiar with that for like my whole life. Cause my, my, my sister was a psychopath and would yeah. hurt me deliberately. Yeah. Um, in whatever ways she possibly could get away with. Yeah. Uh, but still, even, even after that, I still just, uh, you know, I choose to see the best in people. Same. Yeah. It's yeah. It's scary. It's again, knowledge itself. You have to trust yourself that, if you put your trust in somebody who lets you down, the best thing is to have no expectations. Mm-hmm. But if you were to put your trust in someone who ends up ultimately letting you down, that you would know how to handle that situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what it boils down to. You can't control the other person, mm-hmm. but you can work yourself up to the point where you trust yourself so much that even if you were to come in contact with something less than pleasant, you would know what to do with that. And I think that that's what bugs me so much about that, um, the, the propaganda that I see all the time in like, you know, spiritual circles about like basically the benefits of being a hermit and social isolation and don't let anybody's icky, nasty energy infect your aura kind of shit. And I'm just like, well, that's just because you don't trust yourself to handle other people. Right. It has nothing to do with them. Everything to do with the fact that you don't know how to handle shit. Right. Which yep. is fine. Just stop Own making it. excuses for it. Yeah. Like if you feel the need to force everybody else in to accept that hermit mode is the ultimate spiritual, you know, enlightenment mode or whatever, uh, you don't actually believe it yeah. because you're asking other people to validate your belief for you. And also, by, why would you be on social media yelling about it if you're actually, <laughs> if you're actually, you're actually a hermit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. If, if hermit mode is your mode, then go for it. Yeah. Uh, but don't force other people to do it too. It's fucked up. Like, yeah, exactly. in my opinion, authenticity is holy. Authenticity is like the embodiment of mm-hmm. spirituality, of enlightenment, of whatever is, yes. is in fully embracing who you are authentically. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as you change and grow and morph and backslide and rise up and fall down and, you know, whatever, like authenticity mm-hmm. is holy to me. Uh, yeah. because you were created by source this way. So regardless of how, you know, there's this book that tells you you're going to burn an eternal, you know, hellfire if you don't follow these 10 rules. But like, <laughs> if that were true, then why did God make you so defiant? Why yes. did God make you in a way to defy those rules? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... We could get into like Satan's job is to tempt you. Your job is to resist. But the thing is, is like why? It, it, I mean, authenticity, 
is holy in my opinion, regardless of what that looks like. There are people who follow a structured religion who will tell you that you are going to hell and that you're not holy because you don't fit into the box of that religion. Mm -hmm. Don't interact with those people. They're full of shit. (laughs) They don't know what they're talking about. They know an interpretation of somebody else's words. Yes. I mean, if you need that kind of structure, go for it. But uh, I no. No, no, thank you. I will pass. It's great for people who want to hate themselves. Like, I uh, love yes. <laughs> Source, and I'm very vocal about that. I love God, love Source, love whatever this higher power is. Mm-hmm. Do not like what people have done with the teachings. But, again, yep, they wouldn't be there if Source didn't want it there. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. Yep, exactly. Hey, that's that's uh, kind of... Uh, kind of a uh, a weird phase that I went through was like the oh I passively accept everything eh, yeah and then like eventually I, I realized that um, <laughs> by doing that I was uh not accepting me yep I was like well well why am I so special you were accepting a lot of disrespect yes that was hurting who you truly are yes and like yeah yeah Definitely. And, and like, uh, I, I kind of had that realization. It was just like, wow, my ego really convinced me that I was so special that I am somehow excluded from accepting everything as it is. Right. Yeah. You what need a, to accept what a yourself. fucking trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those fractals that, that those moments where you, yeah, the yeah. external. And yeah. It's always weird when that happens. Yes. You're like, Wow. I've accepted everything but the most important thing in my life, mm-hmm. me. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, you can accept that things exist in the world without, a, without approving of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody who lives their life in a way that you do not agree with were to interact with you, you could say, you can be respectful, accept mm-hmm. that they exist, and just be like, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. And move on with your life. Yeah. Like uh, they their experience is there, your experience is yours, you shape yours how you want, including cutting out things that you don't want in your life. Yeah. Like it, you can accept that they exist in the world without needing to like kill them or right. <laughs> or destroy them. Yes. So like I don't know, this is just popped in my head like the other day due to a technical glitch. I discovered that I absolutely fucking hate Drake's music. Drake? Yes. I'd never heard anything of his before, and, like, something randomly came on my uh, internet radio station. Yeah. Which was not supposed to be on that station at all, and I was just like, what is this shit? That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, oh, apparently I don't like his music. Okay, I'll just keep not listening to it. Right. (laughs) See, I had the the opposite glitch. I had... um... That happens to me too, like a, a radio station where it has no business being on there. Mm-hmm. That happened with the Trevor Hall's new song, one of his new songs. And I yeah. was like, yeah, it happened. I mean, th- this is how I know I am so loved by Source. Like this new song called uh, All of My Lessons, it is a se- full sensory experience that I love. And mm-hmm. it calms me and it makes me feel zen and good. You know, I was going into a, a little bit of a panicky state. Uh, with some mental shenanigans like the energy got weird and I was starting to feel a little anxiety and then the station that plays usually non-lyrical music plays the song and I was like thank you yeah this is great and I was able to like bring myself back you know pull myself out of it Mm -hmm. whereas you had the opposite experience (laughs) you were like that's Uh, weird I don't listen I don't know any of Drake's music I don't uh, I'm not familiar with it it's kind of like the, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard it being played very loudly in cars driving by before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that sort of like mumbly, oh, okay. ra- rappy hip hop type stuff. Well, which good is, for him. Yeah, I mean, which is just fine. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. So I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll have that. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe you were, it was reflecting... A glitch. There's been a lot of mental glitches lately. Let's be real. Oh yeah, the past couple of days have been um, definitely a lot of rearranging and frequency weaving going on. Yes, like dark light, dark light, dark light. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like some good progress is going on. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I would appreciate it if I would move past the need for migraines to go along with it. Yeah. That'd be great. But, yeah. <laughs> Felt. but it's all good. Yep. But yeah, like, um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think like, you know, the, the whole like knowing yourself thing, like, uh, I, I remember like I, um, I read Shakespeare in, in my early teens, um, for fun because like I'm I'm a nerd like that. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, there, there was this one line from um, Hamlet. Uh, I think it was Act Three, Scene One, uh, where Polonius is talking. The to... fact that you know that is just so impressive to me. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Go ahead. So, uh, Polonius is talking to his son uh, Laertes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like giving him life advice before sending him off, right? Right. To to like go make his own way in life. Right. And like he's he's listing off these things. Like uh, that that's where that like um neither Robaro or nor a lender be right. yeah. thing came from. But like the end of it, he said, This above all to thine own self be true. Right. Then it must follow, as does the night the day, that thou canst not be false to any man. Right. And that's very true. If you uh if you lie to yourself, how are you going to be honest with everybody else about who you oh, are? God, that's that's the biggest part of self-awareness. Yes. And I think that was the biggest, uh, one of the biggest like mind blow moments for me was when I realized that I had been lying to myself about who I am. Same. And <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a really, really uncomfortable place to be to realize that how you see yourself is not who you are, mm-hmm. but it's a powerful moment for change. Yes. Powerful moment for change when you can look at the description that you give yourself of who you are and realize that what you do daily and, and who you are daily does not match that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can change to match who you'd like to be. Yeah. If if you want to be the person that you tell people you are, make the changes to embody that. Yeah. That's exactly. what I did anyway. But yeah, if you if you're lying to yourself, you're not being honest with anybody else, period. Mm-hmm. If you're lying to yourself about anything, really, mostly though I think who you are, mm-hmm. then you're definitely not being honest with others. Yep. Yep. The per- is the person you present to people the same person you are at home alone when nobody's around? Right. And, and that's that's something um, something else that I kind of realized last night was that um, it you have to balance. You have to balance things because like um, who you are by yourself alone. I mean, that's fine. Um, that can give you a lot of insight about mm-hmm. who you are. Right. Um, in isolation. Doesn't tell you a lot about how who you are when you're interacting with other people, though. Right. Yeah. Those are very different things sometimes. Yep. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, uh, there's like, a lot of factors. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was going to say, like, um, you know, nothing, nothing exists in isolation from everything else. Everything oh. is, everything influences everything else. So it's like when you, when you start yeah. like really learning yourself and knowing yourself, you'll, you'll start finding these little fuzzy edges where it's not entirely clear where you end and someone else begins. Yep. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Wait, you just got to uh, be mindful of it. Uh, I love talking on that, but I get weird about talking about it in the podcast because it's like you have to have that higher knowing to understand what that means. Yeah. Like those fuzzy edges are where if you pull the string just right, you can actually like manipulate reality. Yes. <laughs> like by just working on yourself. Mm hmm. And playing with those edges of where I end and you begin. Yes. It's fun, scary as shit at first, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but you're right. Like things, the universe is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. It's constantly expanding and yep. changing and growing and running the same patterns, but expanding. So they're also a little different. And it's like the paradox, like it's the same, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Same, same, but different. Different, different, but same. Like yes. it's ah uh, yes, uh, yeah. If you're gonna do the like path of knowing yourself, uh, be prepared for some paradoxes. Yep. There's a lot of you them. have to be okay with being seen as a hypocrite. Yeah, like you, you just <laughs> you gotta accept that like 
people who have yet to really have that understanding given to them that life is a paradox or reality Mm -hmm. is a paradox. They're going to call you a hypocrite. Yep. That's their number one go-to. They fucking love it. They're like, oh, but back in 2018, you said this and it's different. It's like, first (laughs) off, bitch, I'm sorry. You haven't changed at all since 2018. Uh, People change and grow. And also it's a paradox. Yes. Both exist, light Mm -hmm. and dark, which means for everything that exists, the opposite also exists. So like when you're doing light, dark work, especially if you're interested in moving people from darkness into the light, you have to be okay with navigating opposites. Yes. Because it's when you unify them that you rise above and you experience singularity or unity, which I understand isn't everybody's goal, but right. But that's it's useful. What, it's useful to be. Yeah. That's why, like, I am fully aware that I look like a giant hypocrite all the time. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And that's yeah. because I connect with people and I guide them where they want to go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I speak on what they know because I've been there too. Mm-hmm. And then I speak on the opposite of what they know because I've been there too. Yep. And then I speak on the unification of both because I've been there too. Yep. Because I know myself and yes. I'm okay with being seen as a hypocrite. Yep. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. You know, it's, it's been my observation that like in general, if it's not a paradox, it's only half of the truth. That is good. <laughs> that is, I like that. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. If it's not, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. That, uh, it happens in physics all the time too. You know, like the whole particle wave duality. Yeah. There were like all of these scientists that were like arguing and shit about like whether light was a particle or a wave and like whether matter was a particle or a wave. And then they're just like, oh, well, apparently it is both, both and neither. <laughs> Which pisses people off because yeah. they want a solid answer. Yeah. And it's the same thing with electromagnetism. Like, yep. Is it electricity or is it magnetism? Both and neither. It's, yep. it's different manifestations of some other thing. Yep. And like scientists don't like that. Official scientists, the fringe ones working on the outskirts are like, yes, let's dive into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, it, you know, it's it's true of like a lot of other stuff, like, you know, unity and duality. Right. Like, is is, is everything one or is it all separate? Yes both. and no. Both yeah. and neither. See, Yeah. I, and I love diving into that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to have more people who understand that to talk to yeah. because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yes and no. Like, does, is this right or this right? Yes. No. <laughs> like, yeah. The, you the unify wild. the, you take the opposites, the, you know, mm-hmm. the one standing on the light side thinks the dark side's wrong. The one standing on the dark side thinks the light side's wrong. But when you bring them together, they both see, oh, shit. Oh, shitty shit. We're two halves <laughs> of one whole. Yes. We're both right. Yep. And we're also both wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like, uh, the the whole, like, um, unity and duality thing. Uh, that, that just, you know, slight tangent. Go for it. <laughs> yes. It it, it, it kind of cracks me up sometimes when, when I, I see people like kind of dig their heels in on one side or the other. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we have to strive for unity. We have to defeat duality. And I'm like, that is extremely dualistic. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. The moment you said defeat, you yes. decided to divide. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like the wild thing is that like uh, unity cannot exist without duality. Duality cannot exist without yep. unity. Just like 5D cannot exist without 1, 2, 3, 4. Yes, like, exactly. It's not like you go to 5 and then 1, 2, 3, 4 disappears. Mm-hmm. It, it's a more holistic perspective of the whole. Right. It's a higher perspective. Like yeah. when you're in a 1D perspective, it's me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a 2D perspective, it's like, oh, it's me and you. Or maybe there's more. Yeah. And then you go to 3D, it's me and you. Maybe there's more. 40 is like, <laughs> wait a second. Mm-hmm. Everything is what? What? Everything is me? And then you go to 5D, you're like, oh, everything is one, which means everything's me, which means there's me and you, which means me. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Because 1D is the same as 5D, mm-hmm. just a different perspective of the exact same thing. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. Knowledge of self. I, I, 
it's weird. I like see graphs in my head when I talk about this stuff. It's like yeah. walking up and down stairs. Like mm-hmm. it's not like you go to, to Unity 5D and you just stay there. Like sometimes right. you'll go down to one. Rarely, if you've in my in my experience, I don't like going there. Yeah. But <laughs> rarely, unless you're helping someone. Uh, sometimes you'll be in three. Sometimes you'll go. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get real ballsy and your higher self will pull your ass up to eight and that shit will jar you for a minute. That's, that'll take you there for yeah, a minute. That's yeah. like doing DMT, but in real life, it's like, whoa, oh, that was too far. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's just find a nice place to build a nest and mm-hmm. explore. Yeah. Or unify it all. You or know? unify it all and live in singularity. That's. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, unify the singularity and duality together. Oh, yeah. Navigate like, both. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's kind of, that's kind of been my approach. Like, you know, I, I have the ability to kind of see things from multiple perspectives at once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without going insane. Yeah. Like, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I like it that way. Uh, yeah. Being I do too. To, yeah. Being, I being able to like hold like the lower perspective and the higher perspective simultaneously. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I've learned recently that I do not like not being able to access the singularity perspective. Uh, there was, I was in the singularity perspective for so long that I was like, no, no, meh, I don't like this. <laughs> and then, so I guess my spirit team, my higher self is like, all right, cool. Chill in 3d then. Mm-hmm. Did, I don't, mm-mm. that was like being grounded. Yeah, uh, literally, well, literally, <laughs> and yeah, uh, and now I'm getting my higher perspective back, and I'm like, uh, I will never take this for granted again. Yes, <laughs> I will enjoy it, and I will learn how to navigate both. My bad, mm-hmm. you were right, I was wrong. <laughs> yes, same. Except like I didn't, I didn't do the whole like um, I don't like this thing. Uh, my problem was not trusting myself. Uh, and yeah. It's just like, oh shit, I can't be trusted with this. And they were like, okay, well, I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. It is a lot. Yeah. I yeah. like, I, I don't know. I like being able to navigate both. I'm learning mm-hmm. how to like take myself where I want to be at will rather mm-hmm. than like letting, allowing myself to be anchored to the ground. Yeah. Like, because that's no fun. No. No. One, no. Being down there is not fun for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like to fly. Yes. <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> oh. That's funny. That's a whole other we we should do an episode on frequency and yeah. like, you know, metaphor using birds as a metaphor. Like mm-hmm. when you're in four five D mindset frequency, you're flying. Yeah. And your shadow is further away from you. That's a whole we'll do another episode on that. Yes, uh, yes. Using metaphor to talk about the ineffable. Yeah. I know we have before, the, but mm-hmm. we can expand on it. Yeah. Which is really the only way you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, mean, if somebody a- comes up with a way to use like average language, like the normal human language to describe that, they would probably win like a world award. Yeah. Like all of the gurus in the world would be like, you know what? You, you're it. Mm-hmm. You're it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the wild you thing you did the impossible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the wild thing is that, like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like all verbal communication, or written communication, is all um, all communication really is uh, metaphor, metaphorical. Yeah, that's true. That like is it's, true. It's all abstract symbolism, right? Like the word "dog" has nothing to do with an actual dog. It's right, just, it's right. Just a symbol that we use to mean right exactly. this thing that you're already familiar with. Language is weird anyway. Like you just flap your meat flaps at each other and vibrate your vocal cords. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be glad when the collective learns telepathy. Yes. I mean, but, but I like, then I when like, everybody's telepathic, they're going to be like, why don't we speak? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Or do both at the same time. Yeah. That's, fun. That's that, super fun. Yeah. Doing both at the same time is like telepathy one one Yeah. I, I prefer that way anyway. I like it. Yeah. I think it's fun because people are like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you just hear what I thought? No, not a, that's not exactly how it works, but it's similar. Yes. It's really just about accessing flow state. Mm-hmm. And it gets weird. Yeah, it really does. 
Yeah. We'll do an episode on that one day when that's something that is ineffable, but not as much as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Like for me anyway. Yeah. Like talking about think concepts and ideas that the collective and generally people don't have any frame of reference for ex- outside of like movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this episode up. This know was... thyself. Yes, absolutely. That's the ultimate power, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To fully know yourself. Yep. Nobody can fuck with you when, when you know who you are. Yes. And the really fun part is when you realize that the more you learn about yourself, the more you change and grow, which gives you more stuff to learn about yourself. Yep. Super cool. Yep. I love it. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great day or night. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow Podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.